Hey there. So glad you joined us again. Welcome to the Red River Rising. I'm Pastor Mike, and today we're going to get into part three of That is the Question, where Rick and I will wrap up our series here. And uh, I hope that this series has blessed you, as always, with all of these podcasts that we do. We really do them uh, for you guys, hoping that uh, the Lord will speak to you in a mighty way. But anyway, enjoy today's episode. Have a wonderful time with it, and uh, God bless you. Yeah, and you know, sometimes you might think, uh, things aren't working out. You, you know, you, you, you get a sense of what God's purpose for you is and you're pursuing it and things just aren't working out the way you thought they would. Yeah. Or moving along as fast as you would like. Right. And then something like this happens. It's like, well, God spared my life. So there really is a purpose for, or a reason. There are things that I need to do for God that I haven't done yet. Right. You know, so that's kind of, it was kind of an encouragement, you know, not just a thank you, Lord, for saving my life, but it, it encouraged me that, hey, I've got purpose. There's a, there's a reason why God did that. That's right. And not just you. That's every single person alive. Mm-hmm. Every single person that, that come and gone before us, during us now, and then after us after this, man, mm-hmm. every person that comes through, God has a plan and a purpose for you. You, you right now sitting at home. God has a purpose for you. I don't care what you're looking at. If you're staring at your walls and going, but Mike, you don't understand how much food I've got in my refrigerator or how much money I got in my banking account or how my car is sitting down outside and it's broke down. What I'm telling you is, is that this is all just short periods that you'll go through. But if you'll, if you'll keep your eyes on him, if you'll keep following him, you'll come out of it and you'll come out of it a thousand times better than what you were when you went in. Don't give up because if you give up, the devil wins. Hmm. Don't give up. And what you'll do is you'll find yourself at a repair shop for something else. And, uh, and God will bless you when you're there. That's yeah. right. And, um, so speaking of Paul who didn't give up. Yep. Despite everything he went through, he's our next example. Um, and we find this in Acts chapter 10 or chapter nine, verse six. So he trembling and astonished said, Lord, what do you want me to do? So this is the, the road to Damascus. Yeah. He's recounting his, uh, conversion. Yeah. Experience, yeah. Yeah. And so he just encountered God. And, uh, I mean, once he, he had an encounter with God, he just, he abandoned everything that he had intended to do with his life mm-hmm. and gave total submission to, to God and said, what do you want me to do? He was on the road to persecute Christians. Yeah. I mean, he abandoned that totally. He abandoned his position as a, as a renowned Pharisee. Uh, I'm about to say, you yeah. Know, he, he had authority in his position. Too. He did. He wasn't just some, some lowly guy on a totem pole. I mean, he was, he was up there. He was in the upper echelons of this. That's right. That's right. He, he was, uh, he was the, the rising star. Yeah. Uh, yeah. of, uh, Jerusalem there as far yeah. as the Pharisees go. That's right. And he abandoned all that. And said, God, what is your purpose for my life? Now listen to me. Not every life, uh, uh, you know, uh, not every change happens so dramatically, right? But every change can be dramatic. And just because you may not have had a Damascus Road experience doesn't mean that you can't have a Damascus Road life. You can walk out of that and you could be more impactful than you ever could imagine. Uh, some people, you talk to them and they grew up in church. You know, and, and I, I love talking to people like that, that have grown up through church all their life, never left church, so on and so forth, right? And they stand there and they talk about their testimony, so on and so forth. And then you listen to somebody else who maybe has walked a horrible path of a life and then has a moment and they get changed, right? And then all of a sudden, and you listen, you go, oh, wow, that's so impactful. And it's not that it is. It, it is impactful, but it is no more or least impactful as those who served the Lord all their life obedience over sacrifice 
every single time. And God will use that just like he used Paul here too. In that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep. So, um, you know, we should be, God has a purpose for our lives. We need to submit to that. Mm-hmm. And um, that's going to bring the greatest meaning and satisfaction to our lives. Yeah, absolutely. Not, you know, we see all these wealthy people and, you know, they commit suicide, suicide or right. they're drug addicts, yeah. alcoholics. Depressed. Yeah, yeah, depressed. Um, successful, wealthy, mm-hmm. you know, but, but they were pursuing their own agenda and not living out the purpose God had for them. Yeah. And so they were empty. Yeah. Um, so we should always be mindful of God's will and his purpose in our lives. And we can see that in the book of James chapter four, verse 13 through 15. It reads, come now you who say today or tomorrow, we will go to such and such a city, spend a year there, buy and sell and make a profit. Whereas you do not know what will happen tomorrow. For what is your life? It is even a vapor that appears for a little time and then vanishes away. Instead, you ought to say, if the Lord wills, we shall live and do this and that. Mm-hmm. You know, so that's just, uh, you know, encouraging us to constantly be mindful that God, you know, created everything. You know, we're here for his pleasure. Mm-hmm. He has a purpose for our lives. And we should, we should, you know, live out that purpose for God. Yep. A couple of things I want to interject real quick though. I, I don't want to make sure that people take this out of context. That doesn't mean that you go, Oh, well, I just don't need to do anything then. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, you don't make plans, uh, or you don't not make plans. I'm going to put it that way. You don't say, okay, well, I'm just going to sit here like a blob and not move. And then when the Lord makes the earth shatter and shake, I'll, vibrate i'll kind of scoot on over there wherever it is he wants me to go <laughs> that's not how this what he's talking about here at all but what he, you you need to make plans god talks about that ask for wisdom why would you ask for wisdom why would he give wisdom if it wasn't to make decisions with you you make decisions and you make plans but what he's talking about here is the plans that you're making they're only plans if it's god's plans mm-hmm. you can move forward with that but hey if i shut the door on that don't be, don't, we talked about it. Don't be upset with this mm-hmm. because I've got something bigger. If you're living for me, if you want to go that route, you can go that route, but you may have money, but not happiness. You may have, you know, a house, but it'd be empty. You, you know, I mean, you could, you could have a, a Rolodex with no friends. I mean, you know, who knows what it may be like that. Mm-hmm. Anyway. And, um, I probably won't quote this exactly right, but there's a verse that says he who builds the house without God being involved in it, right. labors in vain. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's exactly right. Yeah. And if you're, I'm not saying not to make plans, and I don't think that's what this is saying either, is not to make plans. But whatever plans that you're making, you know, you should be in constant communication with God about things. You should pray without ceasing anyway. And praying is nothing more than talking with God. So I make plans all the time, but I say, Lord, I'm going to make this. But, you know, and the flesh does get in the way sometimes. And that's just the truth of the matter is sometimes you, you wrestle those things and you're not maybe doing it out of pride, but maybe you're doing it out of satisfaction for yourself or maybe even for your own family. Hey, I want to do this for them, but that's not really where it's at. So I'll be talking to God and talking to God about it. And if this is what we should do and make plans. And then either they don't come through or, um, you know, I played for, I prayed for crop failure Hey, Lord, if this isn't right, I don't want anything of this then because I want what's your best, not what's mine. 
Um, I've said, Lord, shut doors <laughs> so I don't walk through them because I'm kind of a dummy sometimes. I'll, <laughs> you know, I'll go on through. The, but if you're seeking him first, you're doing all this. And, you know, the Bible says that you'll have the desires of your heart. He wants to give you those desires of your heart. It's because your desires and God's will are lining up more and more and more and more and more. And then as you're maturing as a Christian, all these things will just be, this will be normal life, Rick. After a while, this all becomes just normal. Every plan that you make will be in God's will because your life is for God's glory and kingdom. Well said. And then uh, the final thing that I want to mention is uh, Romans chapter 8, verse 28. And it says, And we know that all things will work together for good to those who love God, to those who are called according to his purpose. Mm-hmm. So, you know, if you love God, you have no, you know, you don't desire anything on this earth or in existence more than you desire God. If right. he's first in your life right. and you are living out the purpose he has for your life, no matter what your circumstances are, mm-hmm. it'll all work out for your good. Right. Does that mean you can't have a nice house? No, you can have a nice house. Rick, does that mean that you got to have an empty bank account? Nope, not at all. Not at all. Yeah. <laughs> you hit the nail on the head when you said the very first part of that whole statement that you made. Do you love God more than you love everything else? The Lord wants you to have a, a wonderfully blessed life. But, you know, when he said it's easier for a camel to pass through the eye of a needle, right, than a rich man to enter into the gates of heaven. He wasn't talking about riches and money. He was talking about the greed, the love of the money. And we talked about this a few weeks ago in mm-hmm. a podcast, right? Right. It's that love of money. And that's a love of self, the love of money that comes before God. But God's will is for you to prosper. God's will is for you to, to be in good health. God's will is for you to to go forth and proclaim the works of the Lord. That's his will for you. And he doesn't want you to be defeated while you're doing it. If he wanted you to be defeated, then Jesus would not have conquered hell. Just we wouldn't hey here's what could happen. You can you can love the Lord, you can be saved, and then when you die, you can go to heaven and, and he, there that's it. Sins could have been washed away and then we'd have never needed the Holy Ghost. Never. We'd have never needed the power of the Holy Ghost to live inside of our lives. But that's not what God wanted for us. He wanted us to be able to live victorious. But as I said before, your humility and your authority are hand in hand. Mm-hmm. And so when we're making these decisions in life, what are we thinking of? We're thinking of the Lord, that power that we have. Now we're plugged into the power source. And when we execute and when we speak those things, they'll come to pass here in the natural because the Lord has given us authority because we're doing it for his will. So uh, in wrapping up, I just want to reiterate, uh, so what is the question? Well, I think, I think Paul put it perfectly. He said, Lord, what do you want me to do? Mm-hmm. That's right. That's right. Well, folks, I hope you enjoyed uh, the podcast. Uh, Rick, I have enjoyed it, man. We, I know we kind of went off like we normally do, but that's, what, that's, <laughs> part, that's part of us, man. That's what, what, that's we, right. what we enjoy with it. But uh, it was a great lesson. Uh, I, hope, I hope it encouraged you this week, folks. Listen, times are tough. We know you're going through all these things out there. I want you to know that we're praying for you um, every day, every day. We're praying for you, praying for your family. Um, we, look, you are you are victorious. If you keep fighting the good fight of faith, you will win every single time. So until next time, though, I'm Pastor Mike. and I'm Brother Rick. And uh, Rick, close us out. What's the saying? Uh, prepare your heart for the coming revival. Amen. Y'all have a wonderful, blessed day.